Welcome to the More Than Hearers podcast. I'm Orion. Uh, I'm here with Peter Willis. Once again, he gets a last name, but I don't. Uh, we're going to talk Bible at you. Your last name is Plays Music. It is. Orion Plays Orion Music. Orion Plays Music on the uh, Instagram and the Twitter. But if we're going to go to that section, you are at MTH underscore Peter. On Twitter. On Twitter. And then I think you have other things here. At more than hearers on Instagram. Uh, follow, I mean, that's technically both of us. But follow I, that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I would say that's a twofer. What else is saying? We're in the 52nd episode of this podcast. We are having an email address at the moment. Um, it's podcast at more than hearers.com. <laughs> Uh, that's man. I'm aware of how odd that was to phrase it that way. And uh, whatever the share, you can review us on your podcast app of choice. You can uh, leave reviews there, glowing ones that are the nicest. You can donate PayPal, the email address there, podcast at morethanhearers.com. And uh, I'm blowing through this because I tend to go long on these. I, I like them. Okay. Well, you get them. Okay. You get them every time. Man. I do. I have not missed one yet. That's true. Let's keep it up. <laughs> and we are in Acts 4. That's your... Yeah? Yeah. I see the fingers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Four. Yeah. I said that number, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then intro complete? I think so. Okay. We're uh, socially distanced, sitting across a six-foot table. That's true. Six feet apart. That's true. Probably six and some inches because we're at the ends of a table that measures. I'm leaning in. The governor would be pleased. Sure. Okay, fine. I, I don't know. He I may don't. not care. This may not age well. This whole comment about social distancing. Remember remember that whole thing back in 2020? Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> Go back to episode 52 and we talked about social distancing. We acknowledged it. It happened. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter four, if like you're like, hey, somebody told me to check out this podcast and I'm going to pick up episode 52 because I like that number. Um, uh, Acts four is starts in the middle of a story. And so you have two choices. You can pull out your Bible, read Acts three and catch up with us in Acts four. They can pause this. Then pause this and go back to listen to episode 51. Oh, that's good. And get Acts three. But I'm also just going to give you a little bit of background. Probably. Peter and John are going to the temple to pray. There's a guy who can't walk. Who's like, hey man, I want some money. Peter's like, ah, look at me. And the guy looks at him. He's like, I don't have any money. But what I do have, I'm going to give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. And he grabs the guy by the hand and yanks him up off the ground and the guy can walk. And he goes running and dancing and prays into the temple. And it causes a ruckus. And Peter's like, here's how it happened. And that's where we left off last episode. We pick up in the middle of that story, but in the beginning of chapter 4, with this. Starting in verse 1, I'm in the NIV, follow along in your version of choice. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. Pause there. There's two things here that are wrong in their minds. One, Peter and John, who are not Sadducees, Pharisees, chief priests, teachers of the law, 
are teaching the people. Already an issue. The other issue is, as you'll notice, the people that are listed here, the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. Sadducees were one of the um, sects, S-E-C-T-S, sects of Judaism in the time, at the time. Most of the Sadducees were wealthy people. They were people of influence, power, authority. And their doctrine statement, their doctrinal belief was that there was no resurrection of the dead. To die was to be gathered to Abraham's bosom, essentially, and just, you're dead. That's it. And so not only are Peter and John teaching when it's not their role to be teaching, they're teaching the resurrection of the dead in Jesus. It'd be bad enough if they were teaching resurrection of the dead, period. Sadducees have no place for it. It's against their teachings and their belief. But not only are they doing that, they're doing it in the name of Jesus, this guy they just crucified and they'd really like to go away. But you didn't tell the Sadducees joke. Go ahead. No, I don't know how to tell it. Yes, you do. No, it's like... You know it. I don't know how to start it. They don't believe in the resurrection of the dead, so they are sad, you see. That's That's the joke. You knew that joke. I didn't know how to say it. Okay. Go back and listen to episode 52. (laughs) It's in there. This is episode. You'll have to go back. Okay. Now, oh, and then I'll know the joke. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Pro tip. (laughs) Thank you. So now you said that this was wrong in their minds. Yeah. Where where do you get that from? Because it says they were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. But I thought you were saying that they were wrong, that those things happened. But you're saying that they were that the that what happened there was wrong for two reasons. The two reasons they didn't like it was one, yes, that they were teaching at all. No, I'm just clarifying. See that you're saying they didn't like it, but but when you first said it, this is wrong. Oh no, it's t- right. To, yeah, they In did, their mind. It's they wrong. did do the things that were there. Okay, yes. got it. Okay, I yeah. might be the only one that misunderstood that. Yeah, I took me a minute to understand what you were upset. about. I understand. Okay. That's we understand each other? I think we I, can move on. I think we misunderstand each other the same. <laughs> okay. All right. Verse 3. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, so the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. A couple chapters ago, we were 3,000 and 3,012. I don't know, 3,000-ish. <laughs> now we've picked up another couple thousand. That pretty easily, it looks like. This is growing exponentially. If I preach a sermon this Sunday and get arrested at the end of it, odds are the conversion rate is going to be much lower. Yeah, that's okay. The you attendance to, rate will be lower. You don't lower need to too. own that, okay? That's okay. just how God's choosing to work through your arrest. All right, fine. <laughs> oh, the next day, verse 5. The rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, who's the former high priest, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them, and they began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? You ever you ever walk into something and realize that somebody has asked the question they thought they wanted to ask, but you know they've asked the wrong question? I, I love this because uh, we just went through... Uh, isn't it in First Peter 
the always be ready to give an answer. Yeah, First Peter three, and yeah. then here they've asked the question. Yeah, it's like well, oh, this. Yes. Like, <laughs> you could have asked any other question, and Peter and John wouldn't have had nearly enough of an answer. No, they, you just gave me all the ammo I need. Yeah, like it's the perfect setup. So then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, "Man, I almost made a really bad joke. I'm not gonna." Rulers and elders of the people. If we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, oh yeah, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Peter, like, won't let up on this. No, he's always got to add a little bit of heat, a little bit of right? spice. Like, yeah. like, man, this isn't... This isn't seeker-friendly preaching. No, a little salt in the wound just to get your attention. Right. Like, you know Jesus. You crucified him. Oh, yeah, you do know. Uh, that's right. Uh, verse 11. Jesus is, quote, the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. It's Psalm 118.22. It's funny because Peter's going to talk about that again in his letter, First Peter. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Now, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. I love this. I love that God did this here. Like, God doesn't miss a chance. Like the opportunity was perfect. And we know, at least theologically, I think I know, I won't speak for you, Orion. We know that the question they asked was orchestrated by God. God set them up in whatever way. Like the whole moment to ask that question and have that moment happen is all, nothing's lost on God. Nothing's missed. Um, And so I love that like, Peter blasts them in front of everybody because this whole thing started, not the whole thing, but verse, uh, you go back to verse five, it's the next day, the rulers, the elders, the teachers of the law, Annas, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, others of the high priest family, like the whole party's come out. We're going to get these guys. Like we got Jesus. We're going to get his guys. This is going to be the end of it. So they've all gathered and they're like, by what name do you do this? Like, we're going to show them up for being devil worshipers right here in the temple. And Peter's like, boom, it's Jesus of Nazareth, the guy you crucified that did all of this. And they're like, oh, these guys didn't even go to college. Like, they don't even have degrees. They're stinky, dirty fishermen. And they're showing us up like... I just want to shut them up. Mm. But there's this guy standing there with them who yesterday morning couldn't walk. Like, words, we were just having a conversation about this before the show. Words can be manipulated. There, People are masters at this. Watch TV. Turn on the news for 10 minutes and watch how things get manipulated. But in this case, uh, there's that... The book, uh, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, right? Sure. And that's this here. Like, yeah, they the, don't have the to like what Peter said. But they can't deny that there's a guy standing in the room who yesterday morning couldn't stand. Never stood. Like, babies never stood. 
Right. It takes nine to 18 months to teach them to stand and walk, depending on your kid. I don't want to call anybody's kid who took 18 months to walk or 24. Is that a long time? I don't know. I don't know. I had four of them. I don't have our baby journal in front of me. I, I know how long it took one to walk. The others I don't know, so they must not have been remarkable as the first. It makes you a bad dad or something. It probably know. does. Do you know I, their weights? At birth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have asked. You don't know yours? <laughs> no. Six fourteen, eight six, uh, six five, and five fifteen. One of mine was I know quite large because he baked too long. Uh huh. My largest. So three of mine were all within a pound of each other, and then one was well, much more than the other. The outlier. Yeah, and he was two weeks early at eight pounds six ounces. What? Yeah. Oh, good thing. You didn't let him sit there another month. Have you met my dad? Uh, maybe. 13 pounds at birth. No. Yes. Yeah. Man. In 1950-something or other. Okay, that's plenty of baby. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I wasn't there. No, I get. I know that. <laughs> I just heard the stories. Anyway, so this... This guy, like, babies have to learn to walk. It takes time to learn to stand and to walk. This guy yesterday had never stood before, is walking around, and, and the previous chapter even said he's, like, jumping and leaping and praising God. Those are, those are strong legs. Yeah. Like, it's heel. I know people who walk every day that can't jump or leap. I don't like to. <laughs> My knees don't like to. Um, so, uh, verse 15 is where we pick it up. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin, that's the ruling uh, Jewish council, and they conferred together. Quote, what are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign. A notable sign. And we cannot deny it. So that's their first inkling is like, we'll just deny it happened. Well, like, and, they, and they could. That says they cannot. But I don't know why they ruled that. I mean, because everybody knows. Good for them. I mean, there's plenty of other public figures that just flat out deny things Could that everyone already knows. Just say fake news and call it a day. I mean, the people have been doing that for a long time. They so have. I, yeah. I'm I'm impressed with their integrity in this matter, honestly. <laughs> but verse next verse <laughs> to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Ah, that's good. This is going to backfire. They called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. New rule, new rule, no talk about Jesus. <laughs> Forgot to tell you guys, <laughs> when you're here, uh, we don't, you guys are doing a great job. Love what you're doing with the healing and stuff. Very but nice. We don't talk about Jesus here. That's right. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes? To listen to you or to him. You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, right? Like, I get what you're saying, Peter and John. Don't do it. Like, well, we're gonna. Well, don't. But we're gonna. You better not. Or what? What are you gonna do? Like, crucify another Jesus? Like, I don't know how that went. Yeah, I, I... At the risk of sounding uh, pious or whatever, I think that's okay. the word. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I can re- relate to this. Like I'm finding in in my walk, I'm finding the confidence and the strength to bring up 
my faith yeah in all sorts of ways that are getting me in trouble but like i i i, I still can't help it like 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 jesus becomes more and more an ever-present reason for what i do what I, you know why i do what i do like a thought on on my mind like in my heart like carrying him with me like more consciously more i'm not saying like every moment of the day but like more of the day i'm spending actively thinking about the things of god and it's just it just comes out it's just it's like coming out now and so like i'm i'm approach i'm not where they are you know what i mean but i'm approaching yeah. that the ability to just be like you know what i I'm going to say these things because he's he's so good. Do you have any idea how you got there? It's been uh, I I hate the phrase sudden and gradual. <laughs> but it's the only thing. The only, I wish you listeners could see the look on my face right now cuz I have no idea what that means. Incredulity. That was the Yeah, word. that's the word. Uh it it's weird cuz it's been it's been little uh I know a little bit about math, but logarithms. <laughs> it's exponential growth. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that. Like, oh, okay, slowly slowly growing, slow, you know, oh, a little bit more, but still slow. Whoa, okay, that's a lot. Whoa, where's it going? Off the chart. Uh it's been a logarithmic sort of a thing, and I'm I'm hitting I'm hitting the 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 curve is moving vertical. <laughs> That's super cool. I love that you said vertical too, because relationship to God. Okay. No, nice, mind. good catch. I got it. All right. That's, I love that. I don't even know what to do with it, but I love it. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. I'm over 40 years old. I'm over 40 years old too. It's like more of a miracle. Right? (laughs) You believe this guy was over 40. He's running and jumping over 40. That's a thing. Us over 40s being like, settle down, you're making us look bad. Yeah, right? (laughs) On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard this, just so you know, I love this. I love this. I'll probably reference back to this more than once as this podcast continues to go on. Okay. Because I love this. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your, of, of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Psalm 2, 1 and 2. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Don't miss that, guys and gals. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word boldly. This isn't the spot I thought it was. It's coming later. Uh, essentially, what happens is, and it's it's like in the next couple chapters, the verses say that they considered themselves blessed to be worthy of being persecuted for the gospel. 
Yeah, don't lean too much into that one. I'm not ready for that. Okay, fine. I'll move on. Last little section of Acts 4 is another picture like we had at the end of Acts 2 of the church of the time. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them, all that that there were... Uh, that there, in them all, that there were no needy persons among them. There it is. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to everyone who had need. I want to pause here and mention something, because it's important. Uh, there has been a movement in recent years to take this passage out of Acts 4 and the passage out of Acts 2 and go, this is how the church should be. This is how the early church was. We should all be living together communally and sell all our stuff and share all our money and bless each other and that, all of that. And people are like trying to cram back to this and go, this is the way it should be. This is the way it was. And to a point, yes, on, uh, but to be this specific about it, Luke's writing in the time that these people were still alive, and he's referencing back to this is how it was, not this is how it is. This was a short time period in the early church. It's a small snapshot of a small piece of time. He's referencing it historically, but within decades of it happening. It's not like for two or three hundred years the church was like this. Mm -hmm. It was for the first few decades as a launching pad. And because of such extreme persecution, it was very difficult to go outside the church for anything that they had to be inwardly focused. To say that modern believers shouldn't be involved in the outside world and should be inwardly focused and just pool all their resources together and live amongst each other is a little bit of a stretch. No, but I think this say, does say, and maybe it's just in the, in the spirit of encouragement, but that we, in the church should be available to those within the church that are... We should be taking care of our own. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I love that we see that here as an example. That, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's a blessing there. Last two verses. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. These last two verses are setting up something that's going to happen. I don't want to give it away, but I do want you to notice something about the people that are coming to Jesus. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus. A Levite is one who was uh, typically dedicated to the priesthood or to the work of the temple. Jesus, uh, the story of Jesus, the account of Jesus, of who Jesus is, is impacting everyone. This is a guy who was versed in the law and the work of the temple and what it all meant. And he identified Jesus as being someone to follow. And the same should go for the rest of us who aren't even as well taught as he is. 